0: Hi, Sirkan. Hi, Bernard. How are you doing? I'm fine. Um, how have things been on your side?
1: Uh, pretty good lately. Pretty. Uh, I've been pretty busy uh, for the last uh, couple of months, so I cannot. I uh, cannot complain. Actually, it should be the last couple
0: of years. I think when did we last, we last? We met last winter, right? In Japan. Uh,
1: something like that. Yeah, we we went. Uh, we met when you were uh, in uh, Japan uh, for uh for uh, for vacation. I think. Yeah, yeah. for a holiday. And right. then
0: we met at a at a very good uh, nice cafe, and then we chatted a little bit about the Japanese tech scene, and then also your new project. I, oh, sorry, new company.
1: That's uh, that's correct. Yeah. So so we chatted about uh, you know what's, what's going on in the startup scene here, and uh, also what I've been uh, what I was up to uh, back then. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, I think we probably should tell everyone who you are. So you are Sakantoto, who formerly was the Asian correspondent from TechCrunch.
1: Correct. Yes, from uh, two thousand eight until two thousand twelve. Yes, and then after,
0: ever since then, I don't know. Have they expanded the number of correspondents in Asia?
1: Uh, yeah. So uh, TechCrunch is still, uh, you know, is still active in Asia um, in the form of one slash uh, two riders. So uh, they had uh, one rider in uh, Singapore, but I think that person stopped writing for TechCrunch. So now there's, I think, uh, uh, Catherine Shu, uh, who is based in Taipei, um, covering uh, the Asian angle for them. That's right. And in fact, in, there's another exciting
0: person in Taipei. I think you probably have heard of um, Ben Thompson from St- Stratechery, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. On after that, what do you do? You've been you been gaming has always been your passion. So. Yes, yeah, so
1: basically, you know, I've I've been I've been I've been playing games since the end of the 1980s. Uh, you know, I've uh, I've started with the Commodore 64, which was a huge uh, uh, deal, a, a very very popular home computer back then. Uh, I started playing games on uh, that machine. Actually, even a little bit earlier on the on the VC 20, also from Commodore. Uh, you know, I played uh, first on the home computer, then uh, then on consoles, and uh, uh, nowadays also on uh, mobile devices. Wow, you you yep. touched
0: on the Commodore sixty four. So do you play Tower Defense as such?
1: Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, you know, I basically I play I play uh, all kinds of genres, and I'm very open to genres. But I have a few favorite genres. But I am I'm, I'm trying to uh, to uh, keep an open mind to to basically every good game that uh, comes across. Mm. So now the games company which you
0: lead as the CEO is called Kantan Games Inc., right? Which is based yes. in Tokyo.
1: Yes, that's correct. So, so uh, you know, I've been I've been doing this uh, for quite a while. Um, uh, you know, the game industry consulting, um, um, and uh, yes, yeah, so, so last year I decided to uh, formalize and incorporate that business, and uh, for that uh, for that purpose, I um, you know I basically set up uh, 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 that uh, that company uh, in Tokyo. It's a it's a, it's a like it's a fully. It's a fully Japanese company, basically.
0: Right. But what is the function that you do as a business? Do you sort of help people to advise on the mobile games, or do you sort of help people to understand the Japanese market, or from Japanese market to overseas?
1: Yeah, so it's basically it's basically a mix of all what you just said. So it's basically, you know, basically, I mean, the overall, the overall problem that I'm trying to solve is, you know, to bridge the gap between the Japanese mobile game market and the rest of the world. Because, uh, you know, uh, for, for uh, the rest of the world, the Japanese mobile game market is basically a black box, right? right. So uh, th- there are cultural reasons for that. You know, there are, of course, language reasons. There are geographical reasons for that. You know, Japan is far away for, uh, for, for example, for, uh, for, for European game makers and American game makers uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, so I'm basically uh, there and t- uh, trying to help. Uh, you know, uh, foreign game makers and other uh, other companies. Um, you know, uh, 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 to find out about the uh, about the Japanese gaming scene because it's very very difficult to you know to research um, to do research um, uh, for um, in the in the Japanese gaming market for about anything. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's it's basically um, as as I mentioned, it's a, uh, it's basically a black box for everybody. Uh, who is interested in, in doing any kind of business over here.
0: Mm. Help me understand this. So, I guess um, Japan has always led in terms of consumer electronics in sort of the 80s when Sony became dominant. And I think con- in in the space of console games, they are very, very innovative. There is the famous, of course, Sony PlayStation, PS2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then subsequently there was, um, I think, if I'm not wrong, uh, the Nintendo Wii, correct, was an evolution of the next step of what console games should be like. That's absolutely able to correct. do on a different yes. thing. Yes. And I and I also think that they also do a lot in the mobile gaming pre-smartphone era. What I call the pre-iPhone when it was still a feature phone, when remember the MTD Docomo days.
1: Absolutely. So yeah,
0: absolutely. Where has that evolved to now? Uh,
1: it's basically, you know, um, yeah, I mean if you if you if you talk about consoles, you know, we are basically in the 8th uh, uh, console cycle right now. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of people are saying, you know, well, this might be the last and that the next console cycle, the ninth console cycle will be uh, something like cloud gaming or, uh, you know, or, or any kind of, uh, or a special kind of um, uh, gaming that's not connected uh, to a physical media and that's not connected to consoles anymore, but it's uh, some, uh, something else. Um, on, the, on the if you look at on the mobile on the mobile side of things right now I would say that uh, Japan because Japan pioneered mobile gaming I would say that um, this is just my uh, personal way of, of looking at things uh, things that we are in the fourth um, uh, cycle so the first cycle on the Japanese market was when everybody here or you know started playing games on their feature phones um, uh, which were relatively simple uh, flashlight based games mm. Yeah, so flashlight is a uh, is is you know is a technology from um, from Adobe that has never been adopted anywhere else. So only Jap- Japanese feature phones had them, um, had that had that uh, kind of technology incorporated. Um, uh, so so that was the, the the first cycle. The second cycle was um, uh, Japanese uh, feature phone games that were social, and this was uh, pioneered around two thousand seven by DNA and by Gris. Uh The third cycle was uh, Japanese uh, mobile social games on smartphone browsers, and the fourth cycle um, is uh, I think that uh, where we are right now um, on a global scale, not only in Japan but everywhere else, uh, 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 mobile games and social games on as uh, smartphone native apps. And oh. this is where we're at right now. Right, but if you intersect that four cycles
0: with the global cycle, right? hmm um, what are the clear differences? Is it mainly in the content? Because Japanese games tend to be very innovative, tends to be very, very um, have a very different twist to the way how the um, how the uh, gamer actually interacts with the content. That's one of Com- the things yeah. I see. Yeah.
1: yeah, so I completely agree. So I completely agree. So I would say that uh, if you look at, uh, on it uh, at it on a, on a global scale, uh, i think that uh, uh, globally uh, it's perhaps this, uh, the second cycle right so the first cycle was uh, you know uh, feature phones you know the, feature, the the big difference between feature phones in japan and the rest of the world was or is uh, that uh, japanese feature phones were, were very very uh, sophisticated Right, yes, uh, so, so they were completely different from the so-called feature phones that uh, that people in the in the West, in Europe or in America, are used to, and this also explains some some uh, some uh, you know a lot of of what you just said. You know, when you have very very simple feature phones that are twenty dollars or twenty euros or something like that, you know, you cannot really do innovative, uh, very uh, games with uh, with uh, with uh, with, a, with a certain twist, as you mentioned, uh, because of the high technical limitations, mm. right? So, uh, so uh, that's why I think that on a global scale, if you look at uh, you know games on mobile devices or on phones, um, uh, you know, you look at uh, you look at v- super simple. Uh, of games like Snake, for example, which That's everybody right. used to play, right, or these very yeah. very simple Pac-Man clones and something like that. And I think that you know uh, the global market basically went from that cycle directly to native apps. Whereas uh, you know j- uh, uh, because of the how how advanced the feature phone hardware was in Japan, the mobile game makers over here they had more time to um, to play around with uh, with in- uh, with innovation in games because uh, uh, the hardware was just so much more sophisticated. And that, that's why we had more cycles in Japan than uh, uh, in the rest of the mobile gaming world
0: so I guess from the feature phone evolving to the iPhone when the iPhone first came out in 2007 and then subsequently android phones and etc mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. has changed is it more towards the games that are more developed on American platforms I mean even Xbox for example or are uh, they right. are, are they always are they always considered off Japan, off the list of games developed on only on Jap- Japanese consoles, Japanese phones, feature phones, and, and
1: yeah, such. I mean until the until the uh, um, until the Xbox came out. Mm. I mean, you know, if you look at console games, uh, it was completely dominated by Japanese companies. That's right. right? It was uh, Sega, uh, Nintendo, and uh, Sony. Before that, you know, even companies like NEC and Panasonic also, you know, uh, you know they, they tried entering entering the market but it was essentially all for all Japanese um, you know apart from very few um uh, you know very early companies like uh, atari for example right, That's right. philips also tried uh, you know, and a few other european companies also tried to get into the console market but uh, you know they were uh, relatively um uh, fast um, uh, you know where people you know forgot about these companies very 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 quickly so in the golden era of of uh, the console um, uh, on the of the console game business in the 1990s and, and the uh, uh, 2000s, um, you know, people were just playing on, on Japanese hardware until the Xbox came, and then I mean, as you mentioned, on the Japanese market, you know, um, uh, in uh, until 2008, it was basically almost uh, exclusively uh, Japanese phones that were th- that were sold over here and Japanese game makers that provided the content. Right. But in two thousand eight, the iPhone came uh, came out in Japan. Android began uh, began uh, to uh, to become popular, and uh, so uh, uh, um, you know from that uh, from that time on, uh, you know uh, Japanese people, uh, you know um, or uh, foreign companies um, uh, tried to cater to uh, the Japanese user base with, with their games. Including the Xbox, you know, the Xbox on the console side, the Xbox uh, never did really well. The Xbox One just uh, came out a couple of days ago on the Japanese market. It also didn't really do well uh, for for the launch, at least right now. Uh, But uh, on the mobile game side, I think that uh, Japanese uh, uh, consumers are now uh, starting to accept uh, mobile game content. There's no doubt about that.
0: Right. And and, and and just to tie in with that conversation, I, I know you have been doing a couple of very interesting um, presentations. I think there was one that you did in the Japanese social gaming market, which about status quo in the Insight Coin Tokyo event, right? Right. And you right. talk about social platforms with mobile gaming. I mean, we are, I'm going to just use three platforms as an example, and probably you can enlighten me more on that. Sure. One is Lime, which is the uh-huh. messenger app, and I think you and I always um, can think about people exchanging stickers, but I'm sure they do more, they do e-commerce now, they do right. a lot of things on that. The other one was Mixi, which was kind of a very popular social network that got almost slaughtered by Facebook in the years, also around the same time, 2008-2009, uh-huh. and uh-huh. then uh, DNA and Gris, correct? In, that's correct. Yeah, so these are all the social platforms that's associated with mobile game, gaming. Um, why is it working and how do? what's the real business model between these g- gaming companies versus outside of Japan?
1: Right, right. Uh, so, so basically, I mean, if you look at, uh, at all four of these companies uh, as, as platform providers, what, the, what, these, what these companies are doing is that they're essentially between uh, the user and uh, the game makers. Right, so this is basically their the, the positioning. They're kind of like a middleman, kind of like a mid-layer distribution, um, a mid-layer di- distribution player in, in, in uh, when it comes uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the, uh, when it comes to mobile games. Um, so uh, in the case of Line, for example, it's a very very popular chat application. They have over 55 million um, downloads in Japan alone. So basically, almost everybody who owns a smartphone in Japan nowadays has a Line installed on their phones. Um, and uh, what they do is th- that they are uh, that they are saying, hey, you know, hey, look, we are a communications um, uh, application, so we are a chat app, but we also uh, function as a distribution platform for for games. Uh, so uh, Line uh, right now has roughly uh, 50 games that are using uh, the social graph that Line is providing, and uh, they are u- uh, and more, more perhaps even more importantly, uh, they are solving the discovery problem for for the game makers. And the, uh, the, the discovery uh, problem <clears throat> is, is something that uh, all, of these, uh, all of these platforms that you, are, uh, that you have mentioned uh, are trying to solve for uh, game makers on the Japanese market, and Line is one of them. Uh, so uh, Line is basically pushing every new game uh, that is coming out on its platform uh, in more or, or more or less subtle ways uh, to their users to make sure that uh, the game gets enough downloads and enough attention. What right. the game makers are doing for all of these uh, for all of these uh, for online, but for also for all of these uh, other platforms that you mentioned, that they are giving away a certain portion of the revenue in exchange for that uh, uh, kind of marketing help and distribution help. So the platforms is actually a customer acquisition channel, basically. Yes. Yes, for, uh, uh, you know for the third-party game developers, that's uh, uh, that's absolutely the case because in the native app world, you know, you can also put your game directly um, into the app store or on Google Play. Mm-hmm. Right, but uh, you know, uh, uh, a lot of game developers are okay with uh, double taxation, especially on the line platform because it has so many users and it's winning at the moment. Uh, that they essentially, uh, you know, view the double tax that they have to pay to Google because you also have to pay, uh, uh, of course, revenue share to uh, Google and to, to Apple. Right. Uh, so uh, you know, the double taxation is basically
0: their marketing cost. Right. So actually, they pay double the cost, but I think. In, 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 in Japan, you have cases like that. I, I don't know whether in other parts of the world they actually do that because I think the app discovery problem is actually very uh, very large, very big. It's a very it's huge, big pro- huge yes. problem now for yes. a lot of app developers, right? Getting the, the discovery phase. So I suppose that line would have services that would be able to help a new gaming app to market because the cost of acquisition is, is a very big cost for any game developer.
1: That's Monday. correct. I mean, it's it's uh, you know, especially in uh, highly lucrative gaming markets like Japan, you know, where you have an a- average revenue per paying user uh, uh, that is sixty dollars, seventy dollars per month. So insane amounts, especially when you uh, when you compare to, to uh, uh, when you compare to, to other markets. Uh, there's a lot of competition, right? So there's a, a roughly 450 mobile game companies that are located in Japan, and I'm not talking about individuals, but real, you know, incorporated entities that uh, that are active in mobile games in Japan, and they're all pushing out content on a daily basis, right? Yeah. So um, if you uh, so if you score a distribution deal uh, with Line, they solve uh, they solve a big problem for you. It doesn't mean you know that every game that uh, Line is uh, Line is releasing, um, you know, uh, is far from it actually. Uh, is becoming a super hit, but uh, the uh, but it's g- almost guaranteed uh, that you get millions of downloads, quote unquote, automatically because Line has such a big distribution, not only in Japan, by the way, but uh, but also worldwide. So it's uh, it's still, I would say, in la- uh, so now we have uh, September 2014. Line is still a very very attractive platform for uh, for for game makers, definitely. Mm.
0: So does that mean when if I have a Angry Birds equivalent in say, somewhere in the West or in the US equivalent, and I go to, in order for me to access the Japanese market, it's best that I just directly go through line?
1: Yes, so uh, and that's what a lot of game makers are trying, right? So they, they look at the Japanese market, they look at the CPI prices, the cost per install prices here, uh, at the user acquisition, at the user acquisition prices, it's a completely different market from America and from uh, from Europe, um, and you know uh, the, the way uh, the market works completely different. The prices are different, the, the tools are different, the channels are different. Everything is different. So when you when you have uh, a deal with such a powerful publisher with such a powerful distribution platform, it saves you a lot of headache.
0: Mm. So the cost is it uh, uh much more pricier just to go through a line, given that it's such a dominant platform, or are there yeah. other platforms that we can work with, say DNA or
1: Gree? Yeah, so so in the case of DNA and Gre, you know, which you also just mentioned, uh, 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 their problem is that on the native app side, their market power is much 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 smaller than uh, uh, than it was uh, in in um, in the feature phone era. And right. this is also why both companies, uh, you know, have lost a lot of value over the last uh, two to three years because, you know, to make it short, uh, they were disrupted by Apple and Google.
0: Right. But I guess for, there was a very interesting uh, case study I read recently from your blog about a company called Monst- a game called Monster Strike, right? That mm-hmm. was able to resuscitate Mixi's declining fortunes.
1: That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's uh, the so story be- about, actually? Uh, yeah, so so basically, I mean, it's 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 what you just said. I mean, uh, that Mixi, uh, uh, I think you can use the word sla- got slaughtered uh, by by Facebook um, uh, in Japan over the last over the last couple of years. So Mixi is, uh, 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 you know, Japan's big uh, homegrown social network. Uh, that used to be um, uh, very very powerful it, it, it's a listed company and uh, and uh, uh, and uh, you know it acquired millions of uh, millions of people until until facebook uh, really got serious about the japanese market and then started uh, you know y- again you have to say it crushing them um, uh, but uh, what mixi did is that they uh, started diversifying so mixi started you know um uh, started different things like a photo sharing service and you know um, a, a couple of other uh, services that are some, uh, that were in, c- in some cases totally disconnected from their core, um, or from the, or from their core value proposition as a social company, but then uh, they started the game unit and their first game, which they did, the great game called Monster Strike. It's an action RPG kind of uh, 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 kind of mobile game. It just took off in a way uh, that it made uh, Mixi uh, a multi-billion dollar company.
0: Right. So they, they, they basically just earn from the gaming side of the business
1: or are, they, yes. are they
0: still, there are other parts of the business that hold their portfolio together?
1: Yes. So they're basically holding their portfolio together. I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, the social network is still accessible, but uh, almost, uh, you know, nobody is a strong word, but almost nobody is really using it anymore. I mean, they still have uh, a few million MAUs um, on, on, on smartphones, uh, but if you look at the latest uh, earnings reports, they're not, they not really mentioning their social network uh, anymore, right? It's basically all about the gaming and, you know, uh, the content side of the business. On the, on the content side of the business, it's, it's essentially just uh, just Monster Strike. So basically, that, uh, that, uh, that game has taken over um, uh, their entire business. It's a 400-person company. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're, they're doing many things, uh, but uh, the game is so dominant in making revenue for them that, uh, that uh, you know, Mixi is now basically known as the Monster Strike company and you know, it's a free-to-play game and the free-to-play game is basically uh, uh, you know nowadays on smartphones you, you, you can call games um, uh, uh, for, uh, uh, almost like software as a service, right? I mean th- these are games as a service because they're adding content, you have uh, adding content, new, uh, new levels, new monsters in the case of Monster Strike there's ongoing customer support, ongoing PR um, you know event events that are you know being conducted inside the game etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, so um, so it's actually a service that um, a service that uh, needs to be co- uh, needs to be maintained over time and this is what Mixi is doing with Monster Strike right now because uh, you know it, it's the golden egg that uh, that this company which was almost um, almost exploding or imploding ha- has found in, uh, in November last year. Right so Monster Strike is it
0: a a game that started within Mixi, or have they acquired a company to do that? To, to,
1: uh, yes. That? So, so uh, they didn't acquire a company. It was uh, it came out of Mixi's uh, game uh, game unit. It was their first mobile game, and it and it was a home run. Wow,
0: that is quite difficult it's to unbelievable. do. Unbelievable,
1: yeah, yeah. On on that, so I guess
0: we talk a lot about social platforms with mobile gaming, and that seems to be dominant. So does it mean that the console gaming space is now under threat? Because the tablets and the smartphones are taking away, I, I guess, the, the, uh, the specs, the technical specifications of all these hardware for tablets and the smartphones are going to get better, right? Will they eventually Correct. get into the console gaming space that will also put Nintendo, Sony, PS4 and Xbox under threat, right? Right. So do you see that this is going to happen? Will the console games still have a place in the market or not?
1: Yes, yeah, so, so that's basically uh, the the one billion dollar question that everybody's asking, right? So I mean, as I mentioned earlier, you know, some people think that this uh, cycle uh, of the video game uh, of the video game history that we are in right now may be the last, and uh, I think I, I personally think if it's not the last, it's certainly uh, the penultimate one, right? I mean, there's maybe another one after that, maybe, but then uh, that's really it. I think that uh, I think that gaming, in my personal opinion, I think that uh, you know console gaming, if you can actually call it that, uh, by then will move into the cloud. That's my personal opinion, right? So, um, uh, so if you look at uh, if you look at Sony, for example, you know they are uh, selling in the United States. They are selling Bravia TVs that already have uh, PlayStation uh, compatibility. You don't even need to have a PlayStation anymore because it's built into your into your uh, TV set. Right. right. So, so it's it's basically you know they are streaming uh, PlayStation Three games and you know all of these other p- PlayStation content directly to your television and you, all, you only need a controller. I think you know uh, uh, that kind of uh, that kind of um, uh, that kind of uh, you know console games uh, will will be dominant in the future. Um, uh, if you talk about mobile versus console, you know if you look at the Japanese market, uh, you know uh, mobile games have passed uh, packaged games in December two thousand eleven in wow. terms of in terms of sales. Right? So in Japan, you know, mobile games are already bigger than than console games for a long, long time. Uh, and uh, if you look at if you look at, at the situation worldwide, you know, the PS4 has has been selling really well, much better than the Xbox one. But actually, you know, Microsoft is still uh, selling uh, the, uh, you know, the Xbox one is still selling. I mean, it's not that nobody's selling it. The Wii U is really lagging. Uh, so I think that I think that, uh, you know, I think that uh, gaming as a whole became bigger. I think, th- I guess that's my point, right? But I mean, you if you talk- see,
0: yeah, But you will see that if Sony is integrating its P- PlayStation with the TVs, right? So mm-hmm. what they do is they bundle the service together. So that's the correct. TV is the sort of the Trojan horse to acquire the customer. That's then correct. Microsoft is going to have a problem because they don't have, they need to have a TV, nor mm-hmm. they have another screen that they can dominate, maybe in the PC. So where would Xbox go then? So Xbox oh, yeah, is actually I think, more under than Sony,
1: actually. Yes, I think that that this is actually a very good point, right? I mean, so if you talk, if you if you think a little bit further, what Sony is also doing is uh, what that, what I just described with the Bravia TVs. They're doing the same uh, things with the uh, smartphones right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what they are uh, what they are enabling you to do is, you know, you just uh, you know you have a, a PlayStation Four controller. And what you can do is, um, uh, w- with, the, with one of the Sony uh, Android phones right now, you just stick, uh, th- there's a, a you know, small piece of hardware, and you just stick your smartphone on that small piece of hardware, and then they stream uh, PlayStation content on your smartphone. Right? And you can play it actually with a w- uh, with the, with the PlayStation controller.
0: Right? Right.
1: And Sony has, has the big advantage of being everything. Right? So they're doing uh, consoles, they're doing tablets, they're doing phones, and they're doing TVs. Right? So uh, Xbox is, uh, is, not, is not, you know, Microsoft is not able to, to, um, to cover all of these areas. And Nintendo uh, is basically left a little bit, quote unquote, left behind uh, with, uh, with uh, no tablets, no TVs, and no phones. They're just doing consoles, right? So this is, I think, uh, you know, from from a hardware slash software um, uh, b- uh, perspective, uh, this is the big difference between uh, these uh, these companies. And I would agree that Sony has uh, has uh, an edge there because they can uh, they can uh, do- dominate all of these all of these screens. So you might be able to see a resurgence of Sony at some. Uh, point. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that you know, if you lo- if you look at if you look at the, uh, the PlayStation Four right now, uh, it's uh, you you cannot put it any other way for the for the current cycle. Sony at the moment, September 2014, they are clearly winning.
0: Oh, wow yeah. yeah. So So, so, so there, is a, there is a possibility, because if you look at the um, I was looking at the public report uh, public, because Sony is a public company, the mm-hmm. consumer electronics, I think overall, but I think because they bundle up all the other consumer electronics, it is still bleeding. So I think the question now is, if there, they need the, if, because they don't differentiate the different line items. So right. I guess PS4 is still increasing, but it could be it just been taken off by the rest of the other
1: uh, consumer electronics pieces right. that they have. Right, yeah, I think that you know uh, for for the video games uh, for the video games uh, uh, unit, uh, I think that Sony is doing well.
0: Okay, so they're profitable from from, from your point of, from your perspective.
1: Yeah, and and one point is that, you know, the PS4 is actually not, from a hardware perspective, this is not really specific, but, you know, the PS3 was really uh, difficult to produce and uh, expensive to produce because they had a new um, processor um, uh, prepared for that that console back then in 2006, Uh, but for this uh, PlayStation 4, um, I think that the hardware architecture that they used um, is uh, much, much easier to produce and much cheaper to produce. Uh, so you know the the console is full of full of the latest tech, uh, full of uh, uh, the latest tech that you can use in in gaming, and it's still relatively cheap at uh, roughly four hundred U.S. dollars. Right, and this is why they are selling a lot of them.
0: I see. So 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 what you could see is that the PS five or six down the line would be integrated with the TV, integrated with a tablet, integrated with a phone. Basically.
1: Yes, so so I'm I'm a little bit skeptical if there's actually a hardware box, right? I'm mean, I'm actually a little bit skeptical if there's something you know that you can touch uh, and that's a dedicated piece of hardware that you can uh, that you can call a PS Five. Mm. Um, it could be, but you know I think that there's definitely not going to be a PS Six, a six anymore.
0: Yep. Yeah. So I'm gonna so change a little bit. But I want to evolve the question a little bit. I understand that you... I'm, I'm sure you're observing global gaming trends as well. Mm-hmm. So you see um, Rovio. You see King. Right. Which sure. well, okay, Which Rovio is well-known for Angry Birds. And King is very well-known for Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. Um, they both made one-top hits. In fact, the same with Zynga. Well, which is a much earlier... When even Zynga is considered old now. With their yes. famous Townville. <laughs> um, they're all very successful gaming companies. But the, they always have problems after they make one top hit, and then they go mm-hmm. public. So, so this gives the analogy of um, gaming companies behaving like movie studios, basically, mm-hmm. where you need to have one hit after the other, the other and the other. Right. What What's your perspective on that?
1: Yeah, I think that uh, I think that uh, you know uh, the, uh, the hit driven uh, hit driven nature of, of the mobile game business is uh, you know something that you know everybody uh, you know in in our industry has been has been talking about for the last few years actually after you know you figured out that is actually a problem uh, to produce uh, to mass produce hits right and I think that apart from very very few companies uh, I think that uh, nobody really has a cookbook for producing hits
0: EA electronic arts Uh,
1: yeah I mean if you look at EA uh, you know if you look at EA, I mean they famously have uh, roughly 1000 mobile games out there Yep. Uh, it's it's a huge company, and you know uh, you know uh, you know I'm a big fan of the company of uh, many of their uh, of their games and brands etc etc. But if you look at how many hits they actually produce, right? I mean, you can I think that one one hand is enough to count them.
0: That's right. I think the, basically it's the top twenty games that made up eighty percent of the revenue. In, in
1: Japan, it's actually a little bit more extreme. But uh, I mean, globally, I think that uh, this is a problem, and you know, for e- companies like EA. Uh, you know, even though they are so big, they have such a high, you know, legacy, you know, high, high branding power. There's so many smart people, so many great engineers, designers, and all of these things. But on mobile, even again, even though if uh, uh, they pushed out one, over, one, it's actually over 1,000 pieces of content over the last few years on uh, for phones and tablets. Uh, I think that again, you know, the number of hits is very, very low.
0: Right. Yeah. And and the problem is it because they are they they are doing because I think they have the legacy of the PC games. And then when they try to transcribe the same portfolio games into the handsets where you have the touchscreen games, it just right. becomes a. It,
1: it wasn't. It doesn't fit the way how people use it. Uh, yes, yeah, so I think that's uh, the, that's one uh, part of uh, of the challenge that uh, EA is uh, looking at. But they also have you know they also have uh, teams that are working on mobile only games. Oh. Right. So basically, from scratch, uh, that only uh, focus on uh, on on, uh, on the mobile on the mobile uh, on the mobile gaming side. You know, with touch screen controls, with much smaller screens, and you know, with uh, a smaller uh, smaller um, uh, uh, gameplay time, and all of these things. Yeah, actually, a lot of a lot of the video, uh, traditional video game uh, video game companies, uh, actually, all of them, uh, basically, have teams that are now um, have um, that that are now focusing on mobile only, and Electronic Arts is just one of them. Mm.
0: If you look into Asia, other than Japan, which companies are you really bullish on? I mean, in terms of gaming companies. I mean, is there any com- Chinese gaming companies that you know that you are looking out at and all? Um, uh,
1: yeah. So, so Korean? in China, you know, yeah, I think that in China, you know, it, it's a uh, there's a lot of uh, you know uh, there's a lot of me too products. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a very MMO RPG heavy uh, uh, heavy uh, country. Uh, PC gaming is still very, very big there. I think that mobile is uh, is on the rise, but it's not up. Uh, it's not there yet. I think that console games uh, over there will probably never really take off in the mainstream, at least. Um, and. Uh, in terms of uh, great companies, a very good question, but I can't, you know, I can't really quote uh, or I, can, I cannot really give you um, uh, names uh, where I think that, you know, wow, this is a great Chinese company that does great games with innovative gameplay, mm. uh, you know, with concepts that nobody has, has ever thought of. Not really. But European you have, right? Like, I think what was
0: the company you t- we talked about in our last meeting in Tokyo? Uh,
1: Supercell, you mean?
0: Yes, correct.
1: Yeah, so so Europe, yeah, I mean, Europe has uh, has actually quite a few, uh, has actually quite a few mobile game companies that are doing outstanding work, and you, you know, Supercell is one of them. Uh, you know, um, they're from Finland. Um, you know, Finland is a big hub for mobile games because uh, one part is that the government over there is uh, you know is helping uh, the mobile game uh, game industry, uh, 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 you know, uh, to start off and you know to rise, and they succeeded after you know Nokia went down. Um, you know, so Supercell's sales. Well. Rovio, the Angry Birds company, is also from Finland. Uh, there are a couple of Swedish companies that do, uh, that are doing mobile. A couple of companies from England are doing great games, and also from America, of course.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I guess the the last thing, so I wanted to sort of get your sense. I think we had that conversation as well. I mean, in a couple, of, in a few, in a few years ago, we talked about Rakuten. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about Gree. Talk, of course, um, one company. I think you and I. Uh, collectively agree that it's been very successful with SoftBank. Yes. Yeah. I think SoftBank has started some robotics. <laughs> yes. Is, 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 is this the final dawn for Japanese robotics? Because I know Google has gone in to buy
1: out some of the robotics company in Japan recently. Right. Right. Yeah, I think they bought uh, one uh, one company that that was at least made or, you know, co-founded or something like that from a Japanese guy.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, so so I think that for SoftBank, uh, you know, the... Uh, the vision is a little bit different than than for Google because uh, SoftBank wants to get into the households. That's right. Uh, it's it's the first big company that says, "Look, we are going to uh, we are going to at least we are going to try to put a robot into every household out there." So they are trying. Uh, they're starting with uh, you know with Japan in uh, February 2015. Uh, you know with a household robot um, uh, that um, which is called Pepper. And That's it's right. like uh, 2,000 uh, US dollars, and actually everybody can buy it. And I'm already thinking about it. So I want one of these things in my house, uh, oh. just not because I need it, but because I think it's awesome. Really? Uh, yeah.
0: Is, is, so do I, you have to speak Japanese in order to do to to interact with Pepper? Uh,
1: yeah. So so I actually I, I tried it out, um, uh, but I I didn't try it with English actually. Um, so it may be it may be uh, able to understand uh, understand English because it's. Uh, you know, because I think that a lot of the tech is, is done by, by a French company that uh, Softbank, uh, SoftBank has invested in. Mm. Uh, uh, I'm, I haven't tried it in English, but I think it's Japanese only for now. Because uh, the, the thing also un- supposedly understands jokes and tells you jokes and stuff like that.
0: Really?
1: Uh, yeah, so um, I, I just want to have like uh, the thing as just an accessory, basically. Because I don't think it's very, very smart at this point, at least. But uh, yeah, it's also been announced for the American market. Oh, by the
0: way right yeah. so between yeah. pepper and google glass which one would you pick oh i would pay. i would uh, i would uh, pick pepper i'm not really interested fast <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> well there's that 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 means a lot actually on on that but do you do you think that um this time round japan will produce something like i mean you think that do you think that softbank will be that global company that bears the japanese flag i mean th- i mean they've done a lot more than just the robot they did the um, the acquisition. I think they own. Is it T-Mobile? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. No, Sprint. No, they own Sprint, right. and now correct. they're
0: trying right. to acquire yeah. T-Mobile, and right. they are trying to introduce. They're trying to disrupt the broadband market in That's the US. So, and I think they have done the most disruptive thing was to bring Apple. I think some. It was part. It was because they had Apple
1: uh-huh. uh, products.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why they became so successful, taking out NTD, DoCoMo. So absolutely correct. Yeah. Yes. So so some, Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, so SoftBank in the last few years in Japan, I mean, they did a tremendous job. I mean, uh, just look at their share price, right? I mean, then uh, that gives you a good idea of how well they did. They basically disrupted, uh, you know, disrupted the, the uh, uh, local uh, phone market over here a couple of years ago by uh, introducing totally new prices. I mean, they were basically price breakers, right? So that, that was the first thing. The second thing was uh, what you said, uh, you know, the introduction of the iPhone when nobody in Japan believed in the success of a foreign handset maker, Um in Japan because it it never you know uh, because back then in, t- uh, in early t- until early 2008 if you looked at uh, handsets in Japan they were all made by japanese makers that's right, right? so there was no samsung no uh, no lg no um, huawei and all of these companies nobody right it was completely dominated by by japanese um, uh, by japanese uh, handset makers so uh, so softbank basically uh, basically broke that kind of uh, broke that kind of um, uh, situation and i think that they're trying to replicate a lot of these things uh in the us and in other markets right now yeah so so i think that softbank should be should be included in in the list of uh, um you know japanese companies that could make uh that could uh, you know cause a, a little bit of a splash outside japan and i think that, i personally think that you know companies like sony uh, also may have still uh, uh you know life in them and uh, if you look at you know if you look at the recent um if you look at the recent situation at uh, panasonic hitachi um, and uh, Sony and all of these old big electronics companies. I mean, it's still not, you know, su- it's not uh, a great situation for them, but uh, they're starting to bounce back, I think. Right. And the other company
0: that kind of get closer to the range is Rakuten. Mm-hmm. But do you think that their acquisitions make sense? I know they, they acquired a $200 million video platform, which is Viki in Singapore. Right. right. They, they, they started the Eleven Acquisition... For us in you know, our my market, mm-hmm. but have you? Do you think that all the acquisitions make sense so far? Uh, I mean,
1: they don't make sense for me. Right, but I mean, I, I'm, maybe uh, maybe they have a big master plan in, in the back of their minds. But uh, if if I look at you know if I look at the, the acquisitions in Europe, for example, in Germany, where I come from, right? I mean, they made a couple of acquisitions, with, uh, which I would call weird. Uh, so they have uh, you know Play in the UK. They uh, they bought uh, they bought uh, I think one or two German companies. Uh, they uh, they have a, a stake or no? They bought a, a video distribution platform in Spain. They bought Viber. They bought as you mentioned Viki in Singapore. Uh, they have Buy dot com. You know, just today they um, uh, they uh, confirmed that they are uh, that they have bought um, you know Ebates in in the United States for That's a billion U S dollars. And all of these, uh, so uh, you know, all of these deals together, I'm not really sure I- exactly what, uh, or, or what uh, you know, what, uh, what, the, what the big master plan is. But I think that if you look at some of the deals that have made in the, over the last few years, for example, the, their you know the entry into China it failed, mm. the entry into the U.S. until now with Buy.com is a total failure. They bought Price Minister in France, which is the uh, you know a a big local e-commerce site over there. I haven't heard anything about Price Minister after after the acquisition. Actually, Um, it was I think it was quarter billion U.S. dollars. It was a pretty large acquisition, Um, and uh, I'm a little bit fearful that you know their their international strategy of you know just buying up companies. um, You know, uh, Kobo is another example, right? I -hmm. mean, even in Japan. Uh, you know, um, uh, uh, Kobo is not really doing well. Kindle's totally crushing them. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm a little bit fearful that uh, that this uh, strategy is not working. But uh, again, maybe they have uh, some big master plan that uh, they're not sharing with everybody.
0: Right. I think they also face a lot of uh, stiff competition in the Southeast Asia market. So Rakuten is actually highly used in the Southeast Asia market as well. But they are fighting against qoo10 you know, Ali, um, Taobao, so mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like a three-way race now, for mm-hmm. for these e-commerce companies in, in, in the Southeast Asia company. Uh,
1: do, so do you think that you know uh, Rakuten has a chance in you know making uh, making some kind of splash in you know Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, these countries where they're all. I mean, these are all uh, you know territories where they're actually trying. They, they they are actually
0: okay in these
1: territories.
0: Like as I said, it's now like a tr- 3 man race. It's between mm-hmm. Rakuten and Kuten mm-hmm. and a Taobao and if there is a fourth player, there's Rocket Internet, so Lazada, right. slash Zalora and and basically these are the, I mean the best way to actually, I, I, the, the way I look at them is usually look at their ad spend basically right, and they're very aggressive in terms of customer acquisition but the problem is that I kind of notice in all of them at the moment is that, the, in the e-commerce space, somehow there is no customer loyalty,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and because of that, it's actually very hard. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to end up four will go down to two, and the question I is see. which two is going to stand, basically.
1: I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. I mean, from from a Japanese perspective, I mean, I can I can share that that you know I I personally think that uh, they should be a little bit careful about their home market, right? So because Amazon in Japan is very very strong, they're also very very aggressive, uh, you know, in building up uh, logistics centers and you know in hiring people and you know pushing their brand and all of these things. So in Japan, if you look at e-commerce in Japan, you have basically two big players. You have uh, Rakuten and you have Amazon. So Rakuten is still you know, the biggest e-commerce company in Japan for sure, but Amazon, uh, Amazon is uh, catching up very, very quickly. So these guys are doing uh, you know, almost unnoticed, I think, outside Japan, but Amazon is doing a great job in Japan. Right, and, and,
0: and so Rakuten may, be, may, may, may get um, sort of their stronghold being attacked. From the outside. yes
1: yes and you know there, there's a certain tendency there right I mean you know I think that the, you know the, the Japanese web is over the last uh, four four five six years it, you know it's getting more and more American right, right. So, so on the social network side you know Mixi has been crushed by uh, by Facebook right so um, you know people are using Twitter which is of course also an American service right and uh, you know Japan until 2008 2009, you know, handset makers, uh, the whole the whole global uh, the whole mobile ecosystem, hardware, software, everything, uh, content that comes with it, has been completely Japanese. If you look at it right now, it's uh, you know uh, Apple and Google totally dominate, right? So they totally dominate uh, 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 distribution, marketing, and all of these things, and operating systems, of course. Uh, they are now uh, handset makers from all over the world uh, active on the Japanese market. You know, they crushed a, a lot of the a lot of the local handset makers. Um, and I think that, you know, there's a, I can see a kind of tendency that uh, uh, the, local Japanese, um, uh, the local Japanese companies are losing to their, uh, you know, much more globalized, in most cases, much like Rakuten versus Amazon, for example, you know, you cannot really compare these companies by, by, by their size, right? Amazon is much, much larger. Mm. And I, th- I see a certain um, uh, tendency there. And I think that, you know, in the long run, Rakuten may be, uh, may be um, endangered by, uh, by Amazon. Right. So,
0: Serkan, I guess we almost come to an end. Mm-hmm. I kind of just saw wondering where can all the viewers of the show find you.
1: Yeah, so, so basically, uh, I would say there are two, uh, you know, there are two sources where uh, where this uh, this can be the case. So, for, first of all, it's my Twitter, uh, which is uh, you know very simple, t- uh, relatively simple. Uh, you know, Twitter handle Serkan Toto. And another uh, is my uh, personal site, which is serkantoto.com, where I mostly blog about uh, mobile games and uh, social in Japan. Right. What about
0: uh, Kantan Games? Do you have yes. the URL for so Kantan for Games
1: also has, of course, uh, their own, it's, its own website. It's uh, available in Japanese and English, so it's kantan-games.co.jp. I didn't get a chance to ask, what
0: does it mean, Kantan?
1: Yeah. So, kantan means uh, easy, delightful, uh, you know, accessible in Japanese.
0: Oh, yeah. I see. So, do you do you look at
1: metrics of games
0: as well, the analytics
1: side? Uh yes. Uh, so, if my if, if, uh, it depends on the project. So, if if uh, the project involves uh, involves you know analysis of uh, KPIs of uh, of um, uh, metrics of of any kind of numbers that indicate. Um, uh, you know, uh, a certain game's uh, performance, that, that, yes, of course, I can do that.
0: Ah, so you actually also benchmark games as well? Oh, yeah, of course, that. yeah, Okay, sure. I know I know who to talk to if there's any um, Southeast Asian gaming company wants to get into the Japanese market. I'll just exactly. refer them to you, basically. Yeah, yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a great speaking to you, and I'm sure that I'm going to talk to you again in a couple of months' time. Okay, actually, thanks. we are about four hours away from the um, Apple announcement, 99. So, what's your prediction? Uh,
1: yeah, I think that, you know, uh, was, I, I saw on Twitter somebody saying, uh, you know, uh, the Apple events are now more like confirmation events than unveiling events. Right. Uh, you know, uh, so again, I think that the iWatch is still rel- uh, I think that Apple there, you know, managed to relatively k- keep it uh, uh, relatively secret until now. But, you know, it's two iPhones, a new iPad new iwatch maybe a uh, you know refresh of, of, of a couple of the uh, of the pcs that they have you know the uh, uh, ios 8 i think will, will always uh, will also be uh, will also be discussed of course at uh, at the event that's about it can you think uh, can you think of anything else
0: i was thinking that they wouldn't mention the ipad this time around so i think that the watch is something that we didn't think about there is uh-huh. some thought that I, I i just told you this pre show that I even could pers- conceive the possibility of the watch being a phone, which is some and' it, it's a healthcare device as well.
1: right I, I know it sounds
0: crazy but you know it's, it's, it's ap- Apple cr- criminal logic, right So you got to make some prediction etc. But you know who has the has all the information and I think John Gruber's post is already telling us a little bit about the form factor the, mm-hmm. how many pixel retina display right. he's probably the most well informed person.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah. Think so. I think so. I think yeah. so. well, and it's also you know, interesting how these all of these Apple gadgets uh, come closer to your body, right? You know, yeah. the iPad. Actually, the iPad, as you probably know, was supposed to be uh, coming out before the iPhone. That's but, right. You know, Job, Job said, you know, uh, we're going to do the iPhone first, but it's iPad, iPhone, and now the iWatch. You know, it's coming really, really closer to the body. All of these things. So it's interesting, I, I personally think, but yeah, let's yeah, see.
0: Well, I, I think I probably at one point would spend an entire episode to talk about Apple's impact in <laughs> Asia. But I, Asia. I guess that would be, be another conversation of the day. So I'm going to uh, sign off. But for those viewers who want to look at uh, us, uh, we are Analyze Asia. You can just type analyze with an S dot Asia. And we can find us in the Twitter, Analyze Asia and if you want to follow me my name is Bernard Leung. or you can follow me at my twitter b Leong c w so second many thanks for being on the show and i look sure. forward to speak to you again i'm coming to japan by the way so oh yeah uh, i'll really? see you there yeah in okay, in, in november Yep. okay good so, good good excellent take care then okay cheers mm.